Welcome to the HorrorCon Lounge. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jeremy. And this is our holiday episode where we are going to tell you about some of our favorites and not-so-favorite holiday horror movies. But first, we have some other business to attend to. Jeremy recently went to Steel City this past weekend. Yeah. So, what was your experience like at Steel City? Uh, I had a great experience. Um, I know a lot of other people did not. I was going to say, that's refreshing to hear. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, no problems. Um, four and a half hour drive there and back. No bad weather, thank goodness, because, what, not even a week later, we had some snow hit the area. Some ice. Ice. All that fun stuff. Winter. Um, yeah. Uh, I went down there with... Well, I went down there by myself, but Mike ended up meeting up with me, so we were able to kind of hang out together for the weekend. Um, but I was able to get about 20 signatures this time around. You also hung out with Noah a lot too, didn't you? Yes, Noah Fleck, who is in the group, um, and his dad, Jeffrey, both very great people. I got to meet Bob Sweetzer, Sweitzer, not sure how you say his last name. He was very friendly. Um, I'm not sure who else did I... Oh, <laughs> I was able to hang out with Dwayne and his wife, and then Scott, who is actually also from around this area. So hoping that I'm going to be able to connect with those guys even more often as well, because they definitely had <laughs> so much in common with me. But one thing I love about our group is that Everybody is so outgoing and, you know, everybody thinks that myself, Kristen, Anthony, Mike, Joe are all just very welcoming people, which we are, but you guys are a part of that I was just going to say, but we're not. It's literally everybody in the group. It's not just us. Yeah. We've got such a great group of people. And if I haven't met you yet, if Kristen hasn't met you yet, please be sure to introduce yourselves when we're out and about because... So far, everybody that I've had interactions with, it's been so much fun. It's been so great getting to know you guys. Uh, it's been so great getting to watch you guys build your collections, getting to talk about, you know, the different things that we've seen, the different things we're able to do, different stuff we're getting signed, different people we're meeting. Um, so definitely keep, you know, bringing that stuff up and having those conversations with us because I know I personally love it. And I think I speak for the others when I say that as well. Yeah, we it's just like a giant family. We actually had a little horror con lounge holiday party last night, a little game night. And um that was fun. We mm-hmm. hung out with Bobby and Selena, Sam, Diane. Yep. Couple people were there. Um so what was your least favorite part about Steel City? So my least favorite this time around was getting sick at Steel City. (laughs) Um, For those who don't know, I came home with a stomach bug, and it sounds like it wiped out quite a bit of the con-goers. Yeah, something definitely went around this past weekend. Yeah, a lot of complaints about that, so (laughs) that was definitely the the crappiest part. Um, While I was there, because I know what your question was implying, and I kind of took that out of left field, but... Um, While I was there, going back and forth between the hotel and the convention center is probably the worst part of the show, especially in the middle of December. (laughs) Um, I left my jacket in the car, so I was walking between hotel and convention center in t-shirt, 
which was fun in the 30 degree weather. Yeah. I know a lot of people were waiting in photo ops outside. A lot of people were stuck just waiting outside in general to get in. So it would be my least favorite. What was your favorite part? My favorite part of the show was finally getting a chance to meet Paula Abdul. She was super friendly, super nice. Super short. Super short. Yep. I was surprised because she had probably six to eight inch heels on and was still shorter than me, but so polite, so friendly. And then of course, obviously I finally got to meet The Undertaker. That was also a big, huge success. Um, I was a big WWF fan as a kid. I still enjoy wrestling, not to the extent of as a kid, I didn't miss anything that was happening. I knew every storyline. I knew everything that was going on, watched every pay-per-view. And The Undertaker was there the entire time. Like He showed up in 1990, I believe, at the very tail end of 90. I was born in 87, so he was there the entire time I watched wrestling. Um, so that was a great experience. Very quick experience, but great. Um, the Fitterman company that brought him in were great at keeping everybody organized. They were great at giving everybody instruction of what needed to be done, um, what to do, having your items ready, all that, you know, fun stuff. So quick shout out to them. And then just overall, I think my favorite um, celebrity interaction probably besides Paula Abdul, because she was just terrific. Um, but probably was John Heder. Heder? I'm not sure how you say his last name. Played Napoleon in Napoleon Dynamite. He was so interactive, so friendly. Um, his Q&A, he was so upbeat, so charismatic, and just full of energy. As was Gaten Matarazzo, which was another great experience. Um, but overall, my time at Steel City, I had no issues. I met all four hobbits. Um, you know, I met Christy Brinkley finally, was able to add her to my vacation poster. She's still gorgeous. Yes, still very beautiful. Um, and then Kristen was bummed, but I was also able to add to my Urban Legend poster when I met Michael Rosenbaum. So I think that covers everything from Steel City. It was a quick little weekend, um, expensive, especially around the holidays. Uh, did a couple of vendor shopping, you know, with what extra spending money I had and, you know, added to my collection, came home, was down for the count for a couple of days, sick, um, but doing better now and that puts a bow tie on Steel City. All right, moving on to the holiday horror movies. Jeremy, would you like to start? Um, I can. Go ahead. I think the first movie that I would like to recommend is something that everybody should see at least once, and more than likely you should see it multiple times, but um, the movie Gremlins is such a fantastic horror movie. It's not all that scary, but at the same time, it's just funny, but also enough to kind of like give you that uh-oh moment of, you know, feeding your gremlin after midnight. Don't do that. It's a bad idea. Don't get it wet either. Yeah. Um, 
Gremlins came out in 1984 and is currently streaming on HBO Max if you wanted to check that out. Have you met anybody from the cast of Gremlins? I did. Zach Galligan I met at a show. Um, he was interesting. Anthony and I actually got to meet him together and and he was he was nice, but he was just different. <laughs> Corey Feldman was also in the cast of Gremlins. I have not met Corey Feldman. You have a Corey Feldman autograph? I do, from a private signing. Oh shit. Get out. Corey Feldman's on my wish list. Oh, okay. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Howie Mandel was also he, in the He he is, Gremlins, yeah. So yes. So, can you tell us a little bit about the movie Gremlins as someone that has never seen it? Sure. Um, basically, a kid gets a pet gremlin. and Which is so cute. It, yeah, they look cute. But, um, you know, he's given specific instructions, which of course he disobeys. Um, and then the gremlins basically cause havoc on a town. <laughs> and it's just quirky fun movie that takes place during christmas time okay i guess i will probably start with christmas bloody christmas this came highly recommended from a bunch of people especially a fellow person on the hcl admin team who is joe and joe is going to be reaching through his phone right now ready to fight me because I did not enjoy this movie. It is a 2022 movie, and you can find it, I believe it's in theaters. I as think this is the one that Noah also said. Noah did recommend good. this as yep, well. Yep. Um, and it's also currently streaming on Shudder. So basically, um, it's Christmas Eve, and there is a robotic Santa at a nearby toy store that goes a little haywire and just goes on a rampant killing spree and that's about it. Um, Jeff Daniel Phillips is actually in this movie very briefly. Um, he plays like a police officer or, you know, some type of law enforcement person. Um, but yeah, I did not, it just, I don't know. It had a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it wasn't for me. I just didn't care for it. Um, what is next for you? I have not seen that one yet, but I need to. Um, next for me is going to be Jack Frost. Uh, about Snowman. Yay! Um, but be careful when you look for this movie, because there is a family version of Jack Frost, and there is a horror version of Jack Frost. Of course, I'm referring to the horror version. Um, Shannon Elizabeth is in this movie, and you do even get to see her, I believe, topless briefly at one point. But that's... That scene is one of the craziest kill scenes that I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, it's just a really cheesy movie about a killer snowman. Um, that's just a lot of fun, honestly. A serial killer who is being taken to his execution basically transforms himself into a snowman. And wreaks havoc on the town. This movie came out in 1997 and is currently streaming for free on Peacock, the Roku channel, and Tubi. Alright, another one that I have to talk about is another one I did not enjoy. Again, um, I don't love a ton of Christmas horror movies. 
but this one is 13 Slays Till Christmas. It is a 2020 movie, and you can find it currently streaming on Tubi. It's basically about five men trying to pass time on Christmas Eve in a dive bar, and they're telling a bunch of different stories, and it is a bit of an anthology-type movie, and I just didn't really care for it. I actually did not finish this one. You hate anthology movies. Typically, I do (laughs) dislike anthology movies, but I just wanted to put that out there for the people that may enjoy anthologies. Um, It is streaming for free on Tubi, so it doesn't hurt to check it out, but I didn't really recognize any of the cast in this movie, Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, Um, 13 Slays Until Christmas, well, 13 Slays Till Christmas. Xmas is the full title. What do you have next? All right. Uh, well, the next one I'd like to talk about is one that I hadn't heard of until I was kind of researching for this podcast, knowing that we were going to talk about it. Um, this movie came up in the top ten on six different lists that I researched, and it's called The Children, which came out in 2008. And you can currently find this streaming on Tubi. Yes. A um, little slow, but kind of reminded me a bit of Dreamcatcher. Not nearly as long as Dreamcatcher, not nearly as in-depth, but a similar concept of like a parasite finding a host and then doing the evil deed of killing off humans. But a uh, great movie. Um, very suspenseful. You have a family that's out and you know, like their holiday getaway house, celebrating Christmas together. And unfortunately, you have one child that's sick and you don't think much of it until all of the children basically start acting strange. Um, They, you know, go all children of the corn and take over (laughs) the holiday house. And the family is left trying to survive for their lives, ultimately, when all is said and done. Also some creepy music, I will say, for that movie. I liked, they just had a very repetitive kind of um, backtrack type of sound. But it definitely did the job of building the suspense. Alright. Up next for me is Black Christmas 2006. Um, There actually is three different versions of this one. Um, There was one, I believe, that came out in 1974. And then one in 2019 maybe don't quote me on those other two years but the one that I'm talking about is from 2006 and is currently streaming on Tubi it has surprisingly low ratings it is a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes but I really really enjoyed this movie um basically it's about a group of sorority sisters who are stranded during a snowstorm on Christmas and a killer is on the loose um This has a lot of notable people in this cast. Um, Lacey Chabert is Dana. She was recently at Christmas Con. You may also know her, um, you know, from a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies, Mean Girls, Party of Five. Um, Excuse me. Michelle Trackingberg was Melissa. She is also in Gossip Girl, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Eurotrip. Great movie. Yeah, and then there's Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Heather. She was in um, The Thing remake. Okay. 
10 Cloverfield Lane, the Ring sequel, and then also um, she was the main girl in Final Destination 3. And then there's Kate Cassidy, excuse me, Katie Cassidy as Kelly. She was in the Elm Street remake, When a Stranger Calls. She was in Supernatural. She played um, Ruby oh, there you go. slash Lilith. I know Ruby is played by a couple different people. Yes, she is. Um, she also played Juliet Sharp in Gossip Girl. She does a lot of conventions, but like nothing close to us. Right. I've never seen her near us, but she does a lot of conventions. Um, and then lastly, there's Robert Mann as Billy. And he was in Bates Motel and Supernatural as well. Okay. Um, so my favorite kill from this movie is when the killer strangles the house mom with the Christmas lights. And then, have you ever seen this movie? I haven't. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I know. And then he beats her with a rolling pin and uses cookie cutters to make cookies out of her skin. That's awesome. It is so awesome. And just, even if you don't want to watch the entire movie, which I really enjoyed it, you know, just typical slasher, holiday slasher. Um, I highly recommend trying to find this scene on YouTube because it is a great kill scene. You touched on it earlier, but for me, Christmas movies are kind of hit or miss. I like a lot of the comedies. You know, I could watch those over and over again. And I think maybe it's just because I grew up on those. But I really have to be in the mood to put on like a Christmas horror movie. Um, So Black Christmas is one of those where I've always wanted to see it. But I just have never been in the mood enough to turn it on. A lot of people prefer the original or the 2006 remake they do not recommend the newest version okay good to know so my next movie that i'm going to talk about and i know joe has posted about this katie also loves this movie joe's wife i don't think you've seen this one it's called the lodge um i watched a little bit of it yeah okay um alicia silverstone is in it don't ask me questions about it though because i uh didn't, pay, didn't attention. pay attention. Yeah, fair enough. Just like the children who watched, what, 10 minutes of that and didn't remember. Sure did. Um, so it's a 2019 psychological thriller film. Um, as I said, Alicia Silverstone is in it, but it's pretty unique plot. You've got a soon-to-be stepmom who ends up being stuck in a lodge with her fiancé's two children when he's basically called in to work. Um... They end up getting stuck in a situation where they're basically experiencing unexplained events that are connected to her past. And these kids are just kind of also pulled into this um, storyline. It's pretty awesome. It's a movie that kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat. And I think you would like it if you could eventually get into it, just knowing that we have similar tastes in movies and it's more of like a psychological thriller as opposed to like a just a slasher movie yeah i really like slasher movies and psychological thrillers so those are my two go-to genres something that alicia silverstone does in like several of her movies is she she basically suffers a nervous breakdown while she's watching the kids because she finds her dog frozen to death outside and like she Not blames herself for it. I know, I know. Um, and, you know, like she does that role so well. And you have two young children that can but can't take care of themselves, if that makes sense. 
So, like, she needs to be strong and she needs to be able to pull it all together. But she's struggling. And because of her struggles, they're all struggling. And you just have nothing but buildup throughout this movie of, like, how are they going to get out of this situation? Especially because their father can't get back to them. So, to me, it was just a great, suspenseful movie. Yeah, this one you said came out in 2019? Yep. Okay, and you can currently find it streaming on Hulu. Anything else about The Lodge, or am I up next? Um, No, the only other thing I was going to say is when I did meet Alicia Silverstone, I've talked about this in a previous podcast episode, I got a Requin poster signed. She was very shocked and surprised by it and happy to see it. The Lodge would have been my second choice of unique movies that she's playing in that she probably hasn't seen a lot of stuff from for sure all right so the next one i think is my favorite holiday horror movie um and this depending on the source is either from 2016 or 2017 and it is called better watch out you can find this streaming on Shudder and Tubi. And this is about um, somebody that is babysitting, you know, a 12-year-old little boy during the holidays. And soon the babysitter has to defend herself and the young boy she's babysitting when an intruder arrives at their, you know, place. And this is, again, a psychological movie and it takes a crazy, crazy turn. This one came highly recommended from the members in the HorrorCon Lounge. And they did not disappoint with this recommendation. It was incredible. What was this um, one called again? This one was called Better Watch Out. Got it. This one actually has Virginia Madsen in it as Deandra Lerner. She is the mom. Doesn't play like a huge role, but, you know, she's in it. She's mm-hmm. a at con sometimes. She was in Candyman. All right, what's up next for you? Uh, Next for me is going to be Nightmare Before Christmas, which is kind of a blend of um, Halloween and Christmas. You have, of course, this is, this movie's got a huge cult following at this point. Disney was way ahead of its time when they put this out. Um, I remember seeing it in the theater. I still have it on VHS. But um, you have... A spooky Halloween town led by Jack Skellington, who basically ends up going into the tree for Christmas. And There's a whole bunch of different trees for each holiday. Yes, yes. So they end up in the Christmas tree, you know, kind of too soon. And a, a horror town kind of gets forced to celebrate Christmas. <laughs> This one came out in 1993, like you had mentioned. You can currently find it streaming on Disney+. Plus. Now, if you had to take a guess, what do you think this has scored on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, Rotten Tomatoes is sometimes rough, so I'm going to say 54%. 95%. Wow. That is the highest movie I've ever seen on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Like... I don't go on Rotten Tomatoes often. I just go to check the ratings of the movies that we cover. 
so I don't like typically frequent the site, but that is the highest rating I've ever seen. That, yeah, I can't even believe it's that high to be um, honest. Danny Elfman and Chris Sarandon are the voices of Jack Skellington, and you've actually met Chris Sarandon before. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Rubens is also in this movie. He voices Locke. Okay. Have you met him? I have not. No, no, I haven't either. There's a lot of iconic characters in the movie, and I think this is one of those movies that, and the Rotten Tomatoes rating really surprises me because when this first came out, I don't know that it was as successful as it would ultimately end up becoming. I think it became more of like a cult classic following as opposed yeah. to like a huge success in the theaters. Um but now, like, even if you haven't seen the movie, everybody knows Jack Skellington. Everybody knows Sally. Like, everybody knows Oogie Boogie. It, it's, it's one of Disney's finer productions. And it's amazing because they did that, what the heck was it called? Stop motion? Yes, the stop motion. Is it stop motion? Cinematography or something like that. Claymation something? Not Claymation. But it it was very ahead of its time, and it took weeks to do, like, 10-minute segments of the film. So I think Nightmare Before Christmas is good because it is great for children and adults alike. Even though it's an animated film, Mm -hmm. I think it's still really enjoyable as an adult, and it's a good way to introduce children to something that's a little bit scary, potentially, but not straight-up horror. Um, before, um, we move on to our last two movies, um, I just wanted to mention some ones that we're not going to go into detail about. Krampus is an extremely popular holiday horror movie. I know a lot of people have this one as their favorite, so I definitely recommend you check that one out if you're looking for something to watch. I personally don't love it, but it is a lot of people's favorite. And then the other one I'm very sad that we're not talking more about is The Mean One, starring David Howard Thornton. (laughs) This one was originally supposed to be straight to streaming. and We planned to watch it. Yeah, we planned to watch it last night at our little holiday get-together. But it turned out it actually had a limited theatrical release, which I'm very happy for the cast and crew that it did get that theatrical release, but it is not currently streaming anywhere. So if you have a theater near you, it's playing exclusively in a Regal theater. If you have a Regal theater near you and it's streaming or playing the mean one, please go check it out. I'm sure it's amazing. David Howard Thornton is incredible. So Jeremy actually pointed this next one out to me. It came out in 2012, and it's currently available on Amazon to rent. Um, and then this one is called ATM. Oh, This yes. one, shockingly, has a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's terrible. Terrible. This movie is so, so good. Um, do you want to give us a little rundown about the plot? Yeah. Um, so they start out at a hol- holiday party. Um, who's the... The guy, he was a Nickelodeon guy. <laughs> Josh Peck. There you go. Josh Peck is in this movie as an adult. But he's <laughs> he's an adult, but he's still a kid. <laughs> and you'll see that throughout the film because he's so immature and just not ready to be in like this office environment that they're 
they're in like a very nice they work in like a, a high-end law office or something to that extent they're at a holiday party they're all dressed nice like tuxedos suits so they don't have like winter jackets on and they finally go to leave this party and of course josh doesn't have any money um doesn't have a ride home the the main character the guy and the girl are, are you can tell that they're like into each other david and emily there you go they're infatuated with each other not infatuated but you can tell that they like each other so david is offering to take emily home josh who plays Corey in the movie um doesn't have a ride needs a ride home basically um guilt trips the lead character david into taking him home so they end up getting in the car, going home. Um, Corey complains about being hungry, but he doesn't have any cash, so he needs to stop at the ATM. He gets into the ATM. He can't get any money out of the ATM because he doesn't have any money, but he keeps saying that his card's not working. So David, who's just trying to take Emily home and like keep talking to her, is like, I'll pull money for you. Like, you know, what do you need? This, that, and the other thing. And as they're inside this ATM, all of a sudden, like, this crazy lunatic killer <laughs> traps them in there. And now, here's your plot. You have three people that are trapped, freezing to death in an ATM. Yeah, I mean, that that's about it, you know? There is some just craziness that happens while they're stuck in there, too. And what this guy puts them through, he's very careful about how close he gets... Um, which you, you can see why as you, you know, watch the movie, that's part of the plot. Um, but they basically can't get out and they're just forced to kind of try and fight for their life until morning when somebody gets to this ATM, which is like randomly placed in a parking lot, a big ass parking lot. Yeah. You wouldn't think that a movie that is just taking place in a small little square building with an atm inside of it that's literally it mm -hmm. would be interesting but it is very interesting and you know if you're looking for a good it's not super heavy on the christmas vibes this one's a loose christmas movie um <laughs> but you know it does start at a christmas party and takes place around the holiday season so that's why we included it on the list and i highly recommend you check it out yeah that's a good one Next up, and this is the last one for our Christmas recommendations, is Violent Night. We went to the theater to see this, and you still haven't told me. You, you touched on it maybe a little bit, but... This is a 2022 new release. Like Jeremy said, we did see it in theaters together. Currently, it is um, ranking 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb and a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. So... Before we get into the movie, I just want to point out a lot of people are giving this movie shit because it's not a real horror movie. You're right. It's not. The genre of the movie is action comedy. <laughs> it's not a horror movie. So, of course, it's not going to be like a horror movie. Right. Everybody is saying Christmas Bloody Christmas is so much better and it's actually a horror movie. Okay, great. That's because Christmas Bloody Christmas is a horror movie. Violet Night is an action movie. So... It does have horror aspects to it, mm -hmm. but it's not meant to be like a straight up slasher crazy. I I really liked 
you know, so the plot of the movie is basically, you know, mercenaries attack, you know, the home of a wealthy family and Santa Claus has to step in and save the day um, of especially this one little girl, you know, the main character, but the whole family. So he has to save the day and just save Christmas in general. And it has a lot more of an actual plot than most movies do, surprisingly. I really liked how it wasn't a killer Santa going on a rampage. I liked how Santa was the hero in a dark way. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think they did a great job of depicting the importance of the little girl. You touched on it, but um, she's a good, like, she's a really good girl. And you see, like, one of the themes of the movie is David Harbour plays Santa Claus. He will pull out a scroll, and when he unrolls the scroll, it'll have the person's name, and it'll say whether they're naughty or nice. And, you know, she calls to him for help. And, of course, he looks at his scroll. So I think it's, how does she call for help? With the magical walkie-talkie. That her parents gave her. That her dad gave her. her. Yes. And said, you know, this is how you can talk to Santa. He may not answer because he's busy. And then, sure enough, the real Santa does answer. Mm -hmm. And so everybody thinks that she's out of her mind because, you know. But he opens the scroll and, of course, he sees that she's a good girl. So he's like, now I really have to do something about this. Um, But it starts off where he doesn't want to hurt anybody. The first couple of deaths are kind of accidental. Yeah. In a sense. And then when a really, really naughty guy confronts Santa, not, it's not a physical confrontation. It's a verbal confrontation through the walkie. That's when Santa is like, man, I need to, they need to do something. And he kind of takes it to the next step. Um, Beverly D'Angelo is also in this movie, and you said that, like, seconds after hearing her voice. Yes, I did. Um, and I, the whole movie, that's all I was thinking about, was, is this Beverly D'Angelo? I'm not sure. Uh, she plays Gertrude Lightstone, who is the grandmother. This movie has a lot of, um, comedy aspects in it as well, and it is so funny. I know, I think one of your favorite parts was, like, the Home Alone-esque scenes. <laughs> yes. You want to share some of that oh my god well so home alone one and two are two of my all-time favorite movies i've played them so many times as a kid as a teenager even as an adult like i can laugh every single time i watch those movies they paid homage i guess you could say to home alone at one point with a scene where the little girl sets up booby traps and i i could not stop laughing i had tears in my eyes my you know, sides hurt so bad because there's one point where the bad guy basically says to the little girl, you know, the traps don't work when we can see them. And then next thing you know, the trap that he sees (laughs) goes right through the bottom of his mouth. (laughs) It was like a multi-part trap. Yes. So that was a shock for me. I did not see that coming. No, not at all. And, you know, they didn't overdo it with the blood either, which I thought was great, but it was it was perfect that they gave you some gore, but they didn't have to, like, overkill it with right. gore. But he's bleeding through his mouth. 
Then she starts throwing all these bowling balls, which I want to know how they had so many bowling balls in the attic. There must have been like 20 bowling balls. But next thing you know, it hits this guy and he falls off of the ladder. And now he lands on the other booby trap that he saw, which was a bunch of nails and a rug just sticking up. And, you know, I think the best part was I could visualize Kevin from Home Alone 2 with a brick in his hand throwing it down and hitting Marv in the head. <laughs> and this guy gets hit in the head. Was it a bowling ball? I think it was a bowling ball that just whacks him straight in the head. <laughs> it, it just brought back Home Alone feels. It was fantastic. It was a great scene. One of my favorite parts of the movies was the tree topper kill when the tree topper went right through the guy's eye. Yes. That was good. And I think all of like the bad guys had funny nicknames too they went by code names and that was hilarious yes they all had great unique nicknames there was also a scene with uh, a nutcracker where the bad guy's like you know it's time we actually put this nutcracker to its real use or however he phrased it and he basically wants to crack the father's nuts <laughs> because he wants information on who the santa is I guess that's something we didn't touch on. Nobody knows that it's the real Santa. They just think there's some imposter. They like, think, um, like, Beverly D'Angelo's character hired somebody. Yeah. And she's like, that's so tacky. Why would I have a... Beverly D'Angelo played a bitch in this movie, and she hit the role perfectly. Yeah. Like, I'm the, and I'm not calling her a bitch personally. I'm just saying the role she played, she was perfect for the part. She nailed it. Well, that's... All I have about that movie. Anything else you wanted to add? Um, I just like the unique, I don't want to say twist, but the way they kind of added on that Santa has a long life by showing him as, like, a, a warrior. Oh, yeah. In a previous life, which is why he's even good at fighting off all these bad guys. Right. In the first place. Um... So I thought that was a unique add-on to the film. Um, I don't want to spoil the ending, and I feel like we've already not really spoiled it, but definitely given you quite a bit of context of the film. So you should go out and check it out. It reminded me of Kill Bill, Die Hard, Home Alone, National Lampoon, Christmas Vacation, like all kind of tied into one. If you can recommend our listeners to go see one holiday horror movie this year, what would it be? The Children. That came up top ten on six different lists, as I mentioned. And there's definitely a reason why. It was definitely good. Okay. Um, I think, you know, my top movie that I would recommend the most is Better Watch Out. That was really, really good as well. Okay. Um... Any convention news related to anybody? David Harbour was supposed to be at a Monster Mania the COVID year. He has not been reannounced, but I really hope that he gets added. Um, you know, money's always tight around the holidays, but one of the things... I don't collect a lot of Christmas stuff, typically. I don't know if anybody... As far as autographs go, we all have Christmas stuff, ornaments or stockings, decorations, stuff like that. But when it comes to autographs, I've never really worked on any Christmas-related um, projects. But I definitely wish that I had some extra money to do a Violent Night 
project because I definitely would have gotten Beverly D'Angelo at Steel City Con to start it off. I, I think it would have been a lot of fun to work on it for the next several years. Yeah, and you know David Harbour will be back around eventually. He has to eventually do something. I agree. Yeah. Um, because obviously he's Hopper in Stranger Things. If you haven't seen that, he's a main, you know, policeman and like one of the main characters of the show. He, he plays, plays the role great. Um, but he did a great job as Santa Claus. You know, Tim Allen has always been kind of the best, quote-unquote, Santa Claus for me. It's a great one. But, you know, Kurt Russell last year filled the role with the Christmas Chronicles. I thought he did okay. And then David Harbour really did a great job this year playing Santa. So do you have any Santas that you like? No. Um, like I said, I'm not a big holiday movie person. I'm more of a Jim Carrey as the Grinch. <laughs> mm-hmm. I... I am the Grinch, that's me, is a person. So, you know, like you said, Tim Allen is a good one, too. But yeah, I always like the Santa Claus movies. Yeah. Jingle All the Way is another good one. Yeah, you made me watch someone last year, and I watched about five minutes of it before I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Turbo Man! Okay. <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> Before we go, we wanted to give you guys a little inside to what is coming up on a future episode. Jeremy had a great idea of doing a movie roulette. So we have a list of 10 movies here and we are going to spin a random wheel and it's going to tell us what movies we'll be covering on a future episode. So let's rattle off the movies, should we? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We can take some turns. Would you like to go first? Sure. First one we have on the list is Gone in the Night. And then we have Cape Fear. Yep. And then we have The Changeling. And then we have Grave Encounters. Late Phases. Odd Thomas. Open 24 Hours. Chained. Shiver. And The Victim. So these movies were kind of randomly generated. We looked at various lists of... Movies currently streaming on Hulu, movies currently streaming on Tubi. Some of them um, Jeremy and I own on DVD and never saw before. Yep. Some of them, I don't even know what they're about. But I had, like, we didn't just go to a list and pick movies that we want to see. I don't even know what half of these movies are about, to be completely honest. Um, I looked, I think, you know, 50 horror movies currently streaming on Tubi. And I literally messaged my mom and I'm like, hey, pick a number between one and 50. And so she picked a number and that's how we got some of these. And I had Jeremy pick some movies. He wasn't looking at the list. He wasn't with me at the time. Yeah. So I just called him and I'm like, hey, pick a number. One and 30 or one. And I'm like, okay, pick another one. You know, so these are completely randomly generated and we're going to spin the wheel and to get three movies. And those are going to be the ones that we watch. And we just wanted to let you guys know in advance in case you want to watch along with us. And because they're not like super mainstream movies. No. And this way too, we don't have to worry about mentioning spoilers because if you're watching it, there's going to be spoilers. And we talk about it. You can give us your feedback and what you think we got wrong or, you know, what you liked that we didn't like. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'd love if you guys want to join along with us and watch some of these movies with us. And I think there are some movies on this list that I really, really, really hope get picked and then some that I do not want to see. <laughs> so what we're going to do is spin three movies and Jeremy and I each have one veto. So, you know, it's a risk. It's a gamble. Obviously, movie roulette, it's a gamble. 
Now, do I use my veto to kind of hope the movie I want to see gets spun and risk the movie I really don't want to see is actually respun, you know? So... I think it's important, too, that um, this is not going to be our very next episode. Yes. So you'll have at least a couple of weeks to kind of watch these movies. So don't feel like you have to watch them tonight real quick. And we will post it in the HorrorCon Lounge in advance to let you know when that episode is going to be coming up. Yes. But I'm going to shuffle, shuffle, shuffle the wheel and spin for our first movie. Uh The suspense is killing me. What do we have? What do we have? What do we have? Shiver. Ooh, I'm okay with that one. Shiver, shiver. I read off Jeremy a list of movies, and I said these movies all have something in common, but I didn't tell him what it was. Daniel Harris is in this movie. Oh, at least we have some eye candy. Look at that. Are you sure using do. Your veto? I'm not. Oh no, no, I'm not using okay. it. Okay. So, well, we can decide at the end. I think after all three are spun, maybe. Okay. Whatever you want. Well, I whatever. Don't I don't know. We're making the rules on the fly. So <laughs> We're totally we winging it. Okay. Second movie. So, shiver. Number one. All right. Wheel is in motion, and we have. I forgot to remove Shiver from the list. What a dumbass am wow. I? What are the odds that it would come so up again? So we definitely can't so, fucking wow, remove Shiver. Shiver comes up twice in a row. And now it's removed. Okay. There yeah, that, that was uh, my bad. That's okay. Funny. Movie number two for real this time. Yeah. Wheel is in motion. And we have... <gasps> yes. 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 Gone no. in the night. Oh, yes. Yes. I was hoping for this one. Was that the one you were hoping for? Yeah, I wanted to see this when me it first too. came out. I sent you the trailer. Remember? You did send me the trailer, and I'm the real trailer. freaking I excited. I sent Mike the trailer. I sent a few different people. I'm and like still screaming into it. the microphone right Winona now. Winona Ryder is in this movie. <laughs> I'm so excited. And I love Winona Ryder. Okay. So fantastic. Third movie, and the one I don't want is still. Did I remove Gone in the Night? Oh, okay. I did. did. Just yes. don't make the same mistake twice. Okay. Yes. So. There's a couple on here I'm like, eh, but I can't believe this is going to be great if we get three good ones. They're going to be like, this is fixed. Well, they could all be good ones. We don't know. Uh Uh-oh. I'm going to be vetoing this. I'm using my veto for sure. Grave Encounters came up, you guys. This is a found footage movie. Oh, that's right. Oh, I don't like found footage. I think that's my least I'd rather an anthology movie over a found footage, I think. So then I get really bad motion sickness. Let's remove it from the list. I did. Yeah. Okay, did I? Yeah, I did. Okay. 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 So we're down to two, four, six, seven movies. Potentially. So right now we have Shiver and Gone in the Night. Yeah, I think we're pretty locked in on those two. Third one is I still have a veto. You do still have a veto, yeah. There is one movie that I'm leaning towards. Ooh. The victim. Do you want me to read you the the? You already did, and I liked the plot of this one, so we'll oh, keep it. You? We'll keep it. Yep. All right. Okay. So, guys, prepare for one of a few one of our future episodes. Watch the victim, shiver, and gone in the night. In the show notes, I will put where you can stream all of these movies at. I know all three are currently streaming for free somewhere. Mm-hmm. I will let you know where. Yep. In the show notes, and I'll post it in the HorrorCon Lounge as well, so you can join us and watch. And if any of the movies that were on our list that didn't make the final three come recommended, let us know. Well, I do know um, Sasha loves The Changeling. Is that how you say it? The Changeling? Cha- changeling, okay. whatever. She highly, highly recommends that one. Okay, so that's one that like I would add to my list of right. movies to see soon. 
And I really want to see Chained. So Yeah, we've been wanting to see that as well. But please watch those movies and hopefully you can join us in a future episode. And thanks for hanging out with us for our movie roulette. We're going to be going to watch Gone in the Night in like two minutes. Be sure to follow and subscribe, rate and review, share with your friends. We have a link in the show notes where you can join our Facebook group. You can contact us if you have any questions or feedback. You can even submit an audio recording if you want to be featured on a future episode. And you can currently stream us anywhere that you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. Finally. Yay, we're approved. Finally, finally, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And that's all. Um, From everybody at the HorrorCon Lounge, we wish you and your family and all of your friends a very Merry Christmas. Yep. Have a safe and happy holiday. Um, Spend time with your families and get caught up on some horror movies. Yes. If you check out any of our recommendations, please let us know what you thought of them. If you agree or disagree, I'm sure Joe will be reaching out to tell me how wrong I am about Christmas Bloody Christmas. (laughs) And... Um, yeah, that's about it. So we will see you next week and have a good day. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye.